1: if you are international
0: and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org circles and add the internet church circle to your calendar. Welcome back to The Move, where we're vibing through the book, 10 minutes at a time. I'm your host, Justin Q, and in today's episode, we're talking about that one time in the Bible where God makes a promise and Sarah literally lolls in his face. If you're wondering, what in the world are we talking about? Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 15. My guest for today is the one and the only Pastor Kessia Rain. Um, So this idea of laughing in God's face, I really love this theme because uh, I don't know about for you, there have been moments in my life where God gives a promise and the distance from the promise to seeing that in reality is so far, so long. It's just like, there's no way that that's going to happen. And so I relate with this story so much where, you know, God is basically giving a promise to Abraham, to his wife is a promise that they've heard over and over and over and are no closer to seeing it in in actuality. And so what we were talking about behind the scenes is this idea of like promise fatigue. I don't know if you've ever felt that before where it's like, yes, I hear the promise and yet I'm just exhausted of hearing it over and over and over where the promise almost feels like bad news instead of good news.
2: Yeah, it's underappreciated in Abraham's story and Sarah's story that God didn't make this promise And then fulfill it. And God didn't even make the promise and then wait a bunch of years and then fulfill it. He actually made the promise and the child didn't come. Mm -hmm. Made the promise again. The child didn't come. Doubled down, like cut a bunch of animals in half. The (laughs) guy didn't come. Shows up again, makes the same promise. And it's like, wow, okay, like enough talk, you know? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yes. it's, It's almost starting to feel like mean or yeah. something at this point
0: right and, and and this is what we miss in just reading large passages of scripture like if you were to sit down and read genesis in one sitting the distance between god makes a promise to abraham and now he has a son it's like it's a couple minutes it's not a big deal for for you and for i it's like yeah yeah i know how the story is going but I think if if I'm doing my math correctly, it's been something like 25 years since the promise yeah. was originally given. So this is like a full quarter of Abraham's life where it's just like, man, you said this one thing way back when, and yet it's still not here. And if I'm in Abraham's shoes, there's, there might be a certain sense of bitterness, maybe frustration. Like I think back to the time when I heard first the idea of freedom. I, I, I think we've told the story on this podcast where I heard Jonathan Leonardo, who's one of the other hosts of this show. Um, talk about Romans six and the idea of like freedom from like, if you're in Christ, you're dead to and free from sin. And what immediately in my mind, the connection was, was an addiction towards lust that I was like actively suffering from for like decades long. It's just like, you know, I hear this all the time. Jesus says who the sun sets free is free indeed. And yet, It's like, Mm. what is going on? There's a promise. I've heard the promise a million times. I even think that I believe the promise. And yet what's going on, my circumstance is so different from what the scriptures read out to me. And so I see myself in this story so much, just the frustration that takes place.
2: I think that's a beautiful connection. I'm thinking forward all the way to the book of Galatians, Mm. where Galatians 3 and 4 is really about Isaac and Abraham's offspring and being Mm. the child of promise. Mm. And so really what you were struggling with there was... To believe as abraham believed that he would have an isaac which in a sense you became right Whoa, like in believing okay christ you become an isaac i yeah. mean that's what galatians says if you if you are if you believe in christ you're a child of faith you're a child of the promise you're a child of abraham um, so you kind of get to fulfill as you believe in Christ and believe in this radical promise of what Jesus secures. You end up being part of the answer to God's promise way back here in Genesis. Ooh, I love that. That's so cool. His, yeah, his descendants are going to be at the stars of the sky and as many as the sand on the seashore, and you're one of those stars, one of those I love little it. sands. Uh,
0: this <laughs> this story, the story is so cool because it, sh- to me, it reveals one of the ways that God interacts with what I'll. I don't know if this is the fairest language for this passage, but unbelief, disbelief uh, mm, to a person. Yeah, like, I mean, God's making this promise, right? And it seems like if we're talking about in previous chapters, like Abraham laughs, like he falls in his face is like, come on, like, how is this going to happen? Sarah's just like, how is this supposed to happen? I'm so old and wrinkly and and whatever the case is like, she's like, there's no way. Right. So here's a promise, disbelief, unbelief. And I think that so many people have this this picture of God that when we don't do things right, when we don't believe right or whatever act right, mm-hmm. that he's upset, that he's pissed off, that he's going like, to make mm-hmm. us suffer as a result. And that's kind of far from what we see in this passage.
2: Totally. Yeah. If I think my way of thinking about it is they're kind of like at least skeptical. It's skeptical laugh. I don't know if I would even go so far as to call it disbelief or unbelief, but or un, I don't know. But you know, if someone tells you news that you weren't expecting, how often are you like, "Are you kidding? Right. Are you kidding me?" You know, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. someone comes out with like some amazing news and you like, "Want to believe it?" But you're like putting all the pieces together like, "What?" And so at best, they, that would be like probably the best light we could see it in. And and we will treat each other um it with more kindness than we will give God credit for. Hmm. Like God is up here, like just waiting to like find some wrong with us or something like that. And, hmm. and in other words, uh, we read this story and we see the exact opposite of that. He actually takes their laughter, their skeptical laughter. And he, he says, okay, now the boy that you definitely will have together, Abraham and Sarah, his name will be laughter.
0: Yeah.
2: I love that. So we're going to name him Isaac, which in Hebrew, of course, means he laughs. And then he turns this around in such a way that blesses them so that, you know, in this story, Sarah kind of comes out looking a little bit like a clown, you know, like, (laughs) like, you know, she's, she's like kind of sneaking behind the tent and she laughs to herself. And then the Lord is like, why did Sarah laugh? And she's like, uh, I didn't laugh. He's like, you definitely did laugh, you know, and it actually says that in the Bible, like for she was afraid. And he said, oh, yes, you did laugh in but, verse 15.
0: But, but this, this is a response from Sarah. Sarah was afraid about laughing, right? Like there's mm-hmm. w- whether we call it unbelief, disbelief, uh, just inc- like whatever that thing was, yeah. she had a certain picture of God that she was afraid when that was brought to light. Yeah, that, oh no. Like, like the, the no, consequences of this are 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 dire, and so I should deny it. And I think that's just so interesting. It's like, well, clearly God already knows. Uh, so there's no <laughs> value in denying it. But also, God's like, no, no, you did, and it's okay that you did laugh. Like we're yes. gonna we're gonna make it. It's like a now it's an inside joke because your son will yes. be called laughter.
2: Yes, and then and then I think Sarah must come around to see that. I don't know if it was the fact that God did fulfill his promise to her that softened her and opened her up to it. But by the time Isaac is born in Genesis 21, she picks up on this laughter theme and she actually says, you know, now Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And so it's awesome because God took their sorrow and emptiness from not being able to have children together. And he, and then he was like, no, I'll give you a son. Their laughter of incredulity, he turns into the most pure sound in the entire universe, which is the laughter of a baby. You know, you can picture a little toddler out there with his ancient parents, you know, and they're just so happy because God has like, is anything too wonderful for God? And then Mm. they have this beautiful child as a living, breathing evidence that no, it's not. Hmm. It's
0: not. I, that That's so beautiful. And I think it gives hope to that person who's in that in-between stage, right? They they recognize the promise. They've got this promise fatigue. They're maybe even a, a little bit frustrated, a, a little bit upset at the delay of the promise. We, we, we've all been there. Uh, this story shows that how, how does God interact with our fill-in-the-blank emotion about the promise? God's not yes. upset. God's working with us. He's going to work through mm-hmm. us. And And the promise will be fulfilled. God is faithful that whatever he promises, he's going to do on our behalf. And so we want to just like encourage whoever that person is to to, to hang in there and know that God's not even upset in the moment with your maybe frustration or whatever the case is that God is there. He's going to turn your circumstance around. It's going to be one of those moments you get to look back on and actually get to laugh about.
2: Yeah, that is awesome. You know, i've I have been feeling personally in kind of a weird space and and kind of frustrated with this. A couple mm. projects I've been working on, and like, I feel like God has given me some direction about how this is going to turn out, but oh. it is not turning out that way at all. Uh-oh. And so I've been comforting myself with this song. Are you are you a gospel music guy at all? I don't know. Yeah,
0: a We're little gonna bit here and there. Together. But I'm happy to learn new new songs, new artists. <laughs> what, what you got on your mind?
2: Okay. So I am a fan of a guy named Brian Courtney Wilson. And his music has been such a blessing to me over the years, especially in certain life transitions. He's got this song, I'll just say yes, or worth fighting for super good. But the song has been really ministering to me lately is the song he has called a great work. And it's all about like, there are obstacles sometimes. And you're like, how am I going to get from here to there or whatever? And you're like, I just don't see what is happening. This seems fruitless. It seems mm. barren. And the theme of the song is you say to yourself, He who has promised this, like, He is doing a great work. And so this has just been like my anthem for the last week. And so now that we're talking about it here, I didn't even see that connection. But you know what? I am doubling down, Justin. I am I doubling it. down, and God is going to fulfill His promise. And I don't even need to stress. There you go. Because it's going to happen. Amen. God is doing a great work, and nothing is too wonderful for Him to do. And the thing is, I think, I don't know if anyone is in this space, but with Abram and Sarah, Sarai, or Abraham and Sarah, not only did God wait 25 years to fulfill the promise, I hope it won't be that long for everyone out there listening. Amen. Amen. But they were already old yeah. when God first gave the promise. It was like, they believed, and I was like, wow, hmm. look at the, their faith that God would give a child to a 75-year-old man and a 65-year-old wife. Right. But the longer God waits to bring it to pass, the more unlikely it becomes. Hmm. And I wonder if that not only led to promise fatigue, but I wonder if that wasn't maybe sort of the point. Hmm. Like he brought them to a place where there was no chance it was anything but the Lord's doing.
0: Yeah, because to give the to give a child to people in their twenties or thirties, it's not miraculous. In I mean, it is a miracle, the miracle of life, but it's not like this crazy, inspiring, faith-inducing, you know, building you up kind of story. But it's it's literally the setbacks. It's literally those kind of moments where you feel like you're taking steps backwards that actually make the promise so much more meaningful. And this is what every good story, every good testimony is kind of built on is this these moments of conflict. And and I, I love how we can look into these stories, we can learn from them, and then we can in, in intuit these lessons, like, man, you know what? If that's what it was like for them and God still came through even in this moment where i'm i'm hoping against hope i can still have faith and i can know that god comes through and i think that this yes. that's just such a beautiful opportunity to glean from these narratives it's just like you know what god is faithful i can put my trust in him i'm just like you i'm doubling down and i'm going all in believing that god is going to do what he has promised
2: yes there there's nothing too wonderful for god to do and i like this story in part i think because um it's really dialogical, like there's a real dialogue Mm -hmm. conversation happening here. This isn't just like God dropped a tablet of silver with words written on it from the sky and they found it, you know, like he shows up, they share a meal. There's like, like oaks in this specific place. And there's a tent and there's food and she's behind a curtain. And it's just like, it's so earthy, you know, Mm. it's so like lived experience and God this is one of his resurrection miracles in a sense. Like God took the the darkness and emptiness of her womb and filled it with life. Mm. You know, and what was dead and barren as far as human understanding could conceive, all of a sudden blossoms forth with life. And I totally see in this the way God I mean there's so many stories through scripture that do that and to me they're all pointing forward to that tomb on Resurrection Sunday, where God takes this dark, empty, cold place of death, and he brings forth the newness of renewed human life, like human life as it's never been lived before, resurrected. Mm. So we're all participating, just like you and I are now children of Abraham and Sarah because of this promise that we participate in. It's like, because we're participating in that same resurrection they experienced, except in an even greater level now through Jesus. So this story, the more we talk about it, the more I love it. I mean, <laughs> it's like full of irony and like puns and conversation and food. I like food too. Anyway, I, I, I'm appreciating Genesis 18. This is this has been a good, good trip down Genesis 18.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to continuing that story because this is only the first half of the chapter. So we get to see how things develop. So we'll see you guys in our next episode. Until then, uh, go ahead and tell a friend about the show. Let them know what you're learning and kind of what your experience is like with the move. And we'll see you in our next episode. So in our last episode together, Kessia, Orain, you shared with me your favorite Bible app, which for the record was Dwell. And I said that I would share in our next episode, uh, my favorite Bible app, and it's called Streetlights. And the reason why I like it is because it helps put like the narrative of scripture almost as like background music to me. And so a lot of people, when they are going at the coffee shop or they're trying to study, they'll put like lo-fi music on this kind of like beat driven music. This is kind of like pairing that with the narrative of scripture. It's like adding hip hop or kind of just like modern music to scripture. And so I wanted to play for you just a little bit of what Genesis 18, which is what we are reading today, what it would sound like if you checked out the app. They don't have the full Bible yet. I think I, I want to say all the New Testament is done and they're working through parts of the Old Testament. Every single chapter of the Bible under this app is like its own unique soundtrack. And I think it's just awesome. So it's one of my favorite things to do while I'm driving, while I'm working out, while I'm going to run errands or something like that, is to be playing with my Lights app. So here's Genesis chapter 18. I'll just let it play for a couple of verses. One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said, Do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, Hurry, get three large measures of your best flour, knead it into dough, and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf and gave it to his servant, who quickly prepared it. So that is just a couple of verses of street lights. I recognize that this might not be everyone's thing uh, and that's okay. There's many other apps and maybe you guys can share with us your favorite apps. If there's one that we haven't mentioned so far, an audio Bible or a particular version of the Bible that you really enjoy, let us know in the comments below so that other people can also enjoy the Bible app of your preference. If you're wanting to check this out, again, it is called Streetlights. Uh, you can find it uh, in the Apple store or if you just literally on Apple Music, just look for Streetlights. It's already in there and so you can download it for free.